1: Welcome to the Ramon Foster show brought to you by the get-go cafe and market. He is Ramon in Hendersonville, Tennessee. I'm Dan Kovacevic in downtown Pittsburgh. And oh, what's up with Stefan Diggs,
0: man. or are all receivers this way. All of them. They all are, man. Uh, I, well, we've kind of had this conversation lightly in the past. I think it's the perfect time to have it right now for a couple of different reasons, man. One we're not making a big deal out of this as Steeler fans because it's not our guy, right? Uh the second part of this is, is all receivers kind of go through this. They always feel like they can make a play. And for the most part, heck, I think you said this other day, wasn't it, DK? What does George Pickens say? Put it oh, in just the Put air. it in the sky, yeah. Put it in the sky. Yeah, they always feel like they can make a play. And then when you are, know you are the 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 unanimous number one on your team as far as targets should go in key situations like this, um, I feel like it's fair that he should feel this way. But it's also just bad optics, man. It's not just your hometown team that have issues like this too. The fact that, you know, it's not a bigger national story that he ran out of the locker room before his head coach uh, finished the speech. I, I think that's a little unsettling. That leaves a bunch of questions because you never want to leave a situation where the season is over that much in a hurry, that angry, and just with so many questions as to why. And then of course the optics and steel shots that we all got was him throwing his hands up at Josh Allen, who's supposed to be one of the best in the world. Like you don't if, do that. To, to me, to Josh it's a bigger Allen. deal. Yeah.
1: To me, that was a bigger deal than the locker room thing, but maybe I'm wrong.
0: But, but to me, I think the locker room thing is a bit much, though, because yeah. you've had a segment of time to calm down. You've had ability to kind of say, you know what? We lost as a team. We got to own this thing. On the sideline, I really don't have much more of an issue than him throwing his hands up and saying, Josh, what are you looking at? You got to find me. And I think that's kind of fair, though, DK. Like, I, I, don't, I don't see anything wrong with him saying if I'm your guy and you trust me that much and you're supposed to be that dude, you look for him. Yes. The kids like to say, uh, I'm him. Like that's he's supposed to get those. (laughs) He's supposed to get those looks, man. So I ain't mad at it. Is it diva ish? Heck yes, it is. But you can't fault him DK when his career is on the hinges of Josh Allen, finding him in clutch moments like that. It is, but so is
1: the bill's fate to an extent. And that's where he has the easy out. Okay. As, as
0: far know, as what? You're saying as far Diggs as, has the easy out?
1: Look, the Pittsburgh Steelers played a game in Buffalo not that long ago where in the first half, Diggs was a total non-factor. Josh Allen okay. was a total non-factor. What happened in the second half?
0: Did he get uh, pew, got off? Pew,
1: pew, yeah. Pew, pew, pew. Okay, and they end up doing what they do. Mm-hmm. So he has cause for that. I... I Get maybe a little bit extra defensive about wide receivers and and the diva concept, okay. because aside of dealing from with them off the field and whatever, because they are a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, they are. Until you've been at a training camp in Latrobe and seen Antonio Brown freak out over not getting multiple, and you remember this very vividly because you were right there yeah. blocking on those plays. Yeah, he he wanted. Four or five in a row, yeah, and and the, and the, there were passes going to other receivers in the end zone from Ben, and he just lost it. And you go, okay, well,
0: you know, it, 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 it's it's dependency. You know, it's it's I'm an adult, but I still got to depend on you to help me do my job. You got to justify throwing me the ball. I got to be able to justify I'm good at what I do because I need you to throw me the ball. And if you don't throw me the ball, and this is the other thing, we talked about pace in the Hey Moan segment, right? And we we speak about how wide receivers run a lot, but they can pace themselves a little bit more. In those practice settings where A.B. would go off or say, hey, give me the ball, you know? Like, it was kind of warranted because it feel like you're working for nothing. And that's why that's the purpose of A.B., I thought. The madness
1: behind his own madness was yeah. if I get them uncomfortable with not throwing the ball to me even <laughs> now in August, <laughs> yeah. then they're gonna be extra <laughs> uncomfortable not throwing to me when the games happen. And I, I really think that was part of it. But the other part, Moan, that's smart. Is where the the wide receivers it's it, it's a position like no other None. in sports. You are asked, you were talking yesterday about how the defense expends its energy and so forth yeah. by running to places they don't have to run to nobody does that like the wide receivers okay by, by far the only offensive position that possibly does it and i think it's the only position in all of sports because you're you're told to go running 50 yards down the field on yeah. a fly yeah for nothing you know there, there's no chance of the ball coming your way. George Pickens must have done that 300 times this year. Yes, he did. And Just he's a old. Pull- Pull full of safety away from us.
0: That's all. And he's owed some payback to, again, these guys that we call divas, I think it is strategic in how they go about it. Uh, it looks ugly, but I think being strategic and being a pest, being strategic and being a guy that, that understands, like, I can't do anything if I got a trash quarterback. And they do not mind saying that at times either. You know, or if they have their guy, like, I, I listened to an interview with A.B. And A.B. admitted it. Ben was the best guy I had and you know why? Yeah. You want to know his reason though too? In in hmm. a in a backhanded type of way because that's their friggin' relationship. Well, this is him. Well, he, he threw me the ball the most. Like that's how you justify it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, he did. <laughs> but they were good at that though too, DK. It was uh, They weren't they weren't good.
1: They were th- they were great. They
0: were great at it. They but were great at it. It, it, I think Diggs was getting to and the frustration was, I am the break glass in case of emergency guy. Yeah.
1: And he's been that. And he's been and We've that. seen it. And and, and I, again, I understand it, but I also can't help but look at it, especially with a lot of the parallels that people have drawn through Josh Allen's career to Ben, you know, because he's kind of built like him. People bounce off him. He's not mm-hmm. afraid to run it the way Ben was early in his career. But then I'm looking at the bills at a certain stage of where that franchise is right now, where more was expected than what's been achieved, okay? And you see that scene over there on the sideline, and you think, man, I mean, trouble in paradise. And it happens everywhere. And it's gonna happen in the new paradise, meaning Cincinnati. You're gonna have a day when Jamar Chase or T. Higgins or well, everybody but Tyler Boyd, who's just like the, <laughs> the nicest kid on the planet. But everybody else uh, is gonna is gonna lose it at some point. They just mm-hmm. they just will. They do. And so will George Pickens someday. George oh, George already did the one time. You remember that. So I but 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 that's it's almost like it's 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 ingrained in the culture, not so much to be a diva, but this is what I have to do to get the ball. Yep. That's it. Mm -hmm. If I don't do this, no one's going to pay attention. You become a wash. When we come back, we're going to clone moan. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster show. We're not afraid to discuss the obscenely ridiculous and there can't be anything more ridiculous in the history of the football internet than yesterday's scene in which people were claiming and they seemed serious that DeMar Hamlin isn't really alive, but that he's been cloned. And this is why the bills aren't letting him speak publicly and they were hiding the camera during the game, they weren't showing his face because the clone hasn't fully formed or whatever it is. Moan, what kind of silly season are we in, like just as a society?
0: It's the in- internet, man. Or as I like to say sometimes, internet. Because the more you go into it, the worse it gets, okay? I I, I don't know. I look at that and I'll say first and foremost, that's that's overly disrespectful. You know, like to to be able to use this guy's platform for something not well. You know, um, you got to look at this, too. Most times these days, these kids wear those ski masks or he probably has to do that for his own health sake as far as that goes. Or uh, maybe he, he he enjoys the light with his helmet on. That's one thing I've learned about football players more than anything. Like, I, I think basketball players, are, are the, they're so used to being able to be visible all the time. Like, when they go in public, you know who they are because you see them all the time. That's a part of their culture, okay? But with football players, like, you know me, I feel like I'm a very charismatic, outgoing guy, but I got to get to know you just a smidge, okay? Like, you're not going to see me being the loudest in the room like that. Uh, But it's, with, with, with the helmet on, there's a disguise. And I feel like in that moment, you have a guy that's out with his teammates and on the field, but the attention that this story brought to him probably made him feel more comfortable. Well, let me at least control my emotions and my face and my my facial expressions and everything. That clone stuff is, is comical, man. It really is, DK, and very disrespectful to me.
1: Well, yeah, there's also a serious side to it. Now, DeMar himself felt obligated on his Twitter account to yeah. respond to it with that little clone tweet of his. <laughs> and showing him standing in front of that now famous mural in, in in Buffalo uh, that was painted up of him. But uh, it, it's it's amazing. how I, I'll bet you this stuff, the crazy stuff that's starting yeah. to happen in society and politics and everywhere else, it's going to start infiltrating sports. You watch. You think, I think so? I, I really do. I don't think there's any corner of our lives that it's going to be a, a safe haven from it. I really don't.
0: Well, we, we've we always heard this, too. And maybe the storylines are just fate is the same, too. But let's let's go to a, a very, tri- you know, tragic moment that was Hurricane Katrina. What happened the next year? The Saints won the Super Bowl. Like, we mm-hmm. get that type of stuff that lines up here or there, too. You can always, okay, see, Yenzers, Pittsburgh Steelers, what about Jerome Bettis' bus? What about him going home? You know what I'm saying? Like, him playing the Super Bowl in his hometown, like, is that a conspiracy? Is yes, you have a really oh, good team. Oh, you're moments. going to a way. Darker I mean, but but let, let's now. let's Come go on. into that like that type of stuff brings itself to the forefront, though, uh. right? You know, like Jordan and the Jordan rule in, in basketball, like oh. Uh, stern made sure that Jordan got away with certain things and you know the and 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 like it is is parts of this to that discredit what actually is real you know like sometimes it just lines up that way and you just got to kind of accept it me personally I'm in the mindset of like I'll entertain some stuff DK like Katrina I can see that being one of those it'd be good if the Saints won but I'm not going out there willingly losing games so that the Saints can win the Super Bowl yeah, and get that's a fairytale story. Thing
1: here, the, the the scope. People mention conspiracies so yeah. routinely, like as if they're just nothing, and they do this by the way, including referees. Okay, uh. <laughs> and they say, "Oh, the so and so, they're in the bag for this team, or they're in the." Ba- no, they actually aren't. <laughs> do you know how many people? Would have to be in on something in yes. order to, for example, to favor the New England Patriots. Okay.
0: Go ahead. Yeah, there's listening. there's one uh what was his name? Uh one basketball ref. That, that was th- it. Tim Donahue. That's Tim it. Donahue. That's what it. What did he what where did he spend some time at because of that? That would be prison. That will be prison, yes, okay, for trying to put fixes in, and he did, he admitted that he did, and he ruined some guys' careers because of that, and mm-hmm. that's why you go to prison for that type of stuff. So but that's it, also
1: why we know his name, it's so rare. That's so true. I mean, you can't go over any of the major professional sports throughout history and find cases of corruption within officiating or umpiring or whatever it is, yeah. Okay? You have bad refs, you have bad umps, Mm -hmm. but to suggest that they're getting paid off or to help one team, the amount of people that have to be in on it, I can't say this often enough. Do you know how many people
0: are in an officiating crew? I got another one that, 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 that would be a team that's the same number as officiating crew. What was it the uh, the Chicago Nine or whatever yeah, it was yeah. the, the 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 team that that basically rigged the uh, yeah the World White Sox series? yeah the, the Black Sox. Sox Black Sox yes. actually yeah Black Sox yes them as to your point is so many different moving parts that have to be on the same page somebody's bound to crack and talk we that's hear it, about but that's this what more happened often.
1: with the Black Sox it wasn't the entire team that was getting paid it wasn't the entire team that said yes there were a handful of them that took money. And they were just enough to oops commit yes. an error, but that also was when they were making absolute peanuts.
0: <laughs> yeah, which by the way, referees make a good bit of money regardless because they they have to be afforded to make a good bit of money because you have that element of of uh, of bribing that could that could just, happen. Wait.
1: Where you know you know
0: again how many people have to be in on
1: it on the in the a NBA on an NBA court there's two other refs there out there with Tim Donahue. Mm-hmm. okay they can see it yeah okay? yeah in, in the NHL you've got four total officials on the rink Major League Baseball four Umps in the playoffs six in, you know in, in the NFL you have got half a dozen crew members and you've got every eye in the sky yeah. studying everything. And, and so even if case, you make a trash call, it can now yeah. be overturned by replay.
0: I, I'll say Think this about I, that too. I know. Not not only just that though, uh, but it's the idea that those guys have to be absolutely so tight, so well put together. And I, I can I can say this. I feel like if there's a bad call on one end. You'll get it back at some point in time, right? Like where they would allow something to go and they know they've messed up their job. Well, I can see a quick pull, be a holding call. That's I think we nature. can
1: acknowledge that, right? Human nature. That to me is human nature. It's not fixing anything. That's it's not, not favoring it. any team. It's just saying, you know what? These two teams are playing a really good, hard football game here and Five flags so far have all gone against one team. Something's, uh, you know, so let's just keep more of an eye out. That's human nature.
0: You know? That's human nature. Please. If this this type of stuff was was true, DK, then I'd have to be owed to Super Bowls because Pounce going down before the You're Super Bowl, coming. I need that one, okay? Yeah. All right? <laughs> Rashad Mendenhall got one. I want one too, okay? That's yeah, let's, one not, let's not be ticking off Rashard this week. Let's, He's let's, my uh, guy, man. I saw that on social media. That's a totally different story. But also, Shazir's situation we be old something there and that's just not how the game works man if we're speaking mm-hmm. about damar hamlin's uh end of you know his season slash career probably like that's not going to be the case where you get a clone out of somebody just to, just to oh you. my that's, goodness
1: that's oh wow when we come back the only segment that matters plus a little special announcement let's hey mom Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show and the only segment that matters. It's brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where three, count them, Moan, one, two, three, expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub-burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for what they call crave-ability. Order your favorite entry at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. Before we get going today... Fun little announcement for us yeah. today uh, that we asked and you delivered. Crazy. We asked for people to push us through the 20,000 subscriber mark on YouTube where a lot of you watch this show. And not only did you get us there, but it was just like Man. blowing past the finish line, still sprinting around the track.
0: Man, way faster than my 40 time. <laughs> Let's leave out the combine <laughs> here. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you guys. though. No, that's huge right there, DK, man. We were, t- we talked about it about a day or two and here we are.
1: That's right. Yeah. 20,000 subscribers. If you haven't done it yet, you know, I know some of you said, well, I say I'm going to send Ramon to your house. And then you say, yeah. oh, well, then I'm just going to unsubscribe because I really want Ramon to come to my house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we, we, work, we, we talk to a bunch of degenerates around here, is what it is. I forget, I forget our fan base sometimes. They long for violence, okay? And that's uh, all right geez. by me, especially if it's clean, good violence over the internet with me and DK. That's it's an AFC
1: at. North fan base. It
0: is. Today's
1: J1Q comes from uh someone who goes by 2B1 who says, Hey Moan, can we keep up with and or beat Cincinnati over the next few years. Can the Stillers still go into Cincinnati for a third game in the playoffs and walk out with a win? Do you think we can show the same drive that Cincinnati did in Buffalo? Oh, Moan, you better take this one.
0: The, the, you know what? I think it's fair to ask that. And I also feel like, and I know DK's on the other side of this, and and he's about to pull out his, his yardstick to pop some wrist around here after I get done. I think it's okay to want that because you see these teams in the AFC North not once but twice a year. You know them like you know your backhand. You know their tendencies. You know their style of play. You know the requirements to play up against them, and you want for your organization, your favorite team in the entire world, To compete with that, and I'm with you in that same boat. I'm looking at the roster myself and kind of saying, "When are we going to make these moves? What kind of moves are we going to make? Will this old line grow? How come our old line didn't pull it together the way Cincy did to to protect the way they did early in the year? It's so many different questions. Like I'm watching Joe Mixon, and I say we got that in Najee. I'm watching them piece together an offensive line. We did that also, but can we compete? Is your question that you had for me? The answer is yes, because we split games. It's a matter of what level and how consistent we can be outside of our own division, too. I think that's another component of it. Can we go and beat Philadelphia? Can we go beat a good Rams team? Can we go beat, you know, all of those other teams that have dynamic quarterbacks? Kansas City, which I hate to even say it, but goodness, I feel like Cincinnati got a real good chance of doing that again. They're not my pick, and we'll get to that <laughs> later, but th- that's a hard conversation to have, but it's a real one. There should be a little bit of, in this world, team envy because it's it's, it's what you're used to. Yes, we're small.
1: I don't like AFC Uh-oh. North Envy.
0: Come on,
1: uh, break it down. Not, D-K. I am not into AFC North envy. I don't like when people look at the Browns and there's and there's Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and they're running the ball and everyone's going, man, I wish we could run like the Browns. I hate that. I don't like whenever the, the, the Ravens were hotter than everybody. Remember when Lamar Jackson was MVP level and you're going, oh, what if we had a quarterback who could do things like that? I don't like it. I don't like when you look at the Bengals right now and say – Oh, if only our quarterback was the miraculous wonder boy like Joe Burrow and we <laughs> had these magical receivers and everything else here. I have two admitted, okay. I'm going to confess them here, cases of Bengals envy. I'm going to give them to you okay? Okay. because this show is about keeping it real. okay? One, I hate that they have Mike Hilton. <laughs> okay, <laughs>
0: that's, a, that's a big one
1: that is a <laughs> big one i want mike hilton back and i am not going <laughs> to apologize to that for for to anyone okay <laughs> second did you have to win in the snow i know did you have to did you have to go to Buffalo and out tough a team in the snow and take away the Jerome Bettis, Brian Erlacher exclusivity that we had here in Pittsburgh on toughness in the snow. Come on.
0: But overall, I just, I think there's a lot of good things happening here. I, I do, too. And, and you know, it's always better seen as a finished uh, product when it comes down to that type of stuff. Like we're seeing what sense he is and could potentially be, be moving forward. But my thing is that pendulum can swing so fast. This is a deeper conversation, DK, when it comes down to these quarterbacks. Like right now we're watching uh, Joe Burrow be the quarterback slayer. Like, we played in the era, boy, I want to go into uh, this more, DK. But I'm going to tease uh, it, and I'm going to write it down, and we're going to talk about it in a bigger segment in another time. But we're watching the quarterback right now. Here's my pad that I keep with me when a great, great idea comes out. He does,
1: too. He brings them all back <laughs> up.
0: I do. Uh, I got one for you, too. Did you, you dropped yesterday, DK, that we got to break down. Yeah, um, I know. But, but this is where I'm at with it. Have we seen in modern football a quarterback – going into his prime, honestly playing toe-to-toe with a quarterback that everybody holds as number one, meaning Patrick Mahomes is number one. But you're looking at a guy that's potentially about to go 0-4 against Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes? Nobody, DK. They won sparingly, but nobody in my era of football, yours too, and still currently, I'm not that old, nobody unsat Tom Brady. No, not once. Not I mean, like Joe I shouldn't Burrow. Say not
1: once. He did lose big games, but
0: not in the same division. He lost to, uh, to Eli, right? Yeah. You can say he that lost he lost to Eli. to Eli. But as far as just like and dominance ODJ. for a Super Bowl, yeah. nobody did Tom like that. And that's a conversation we need to have to where it looks good, but Kansas City is potentially about to hit cap hell too, considering Patrick's big money is about to start kicking in and that roster mm-hmm. management means a little something too.
1: Yeah, no, there's, we're going to start seeing, especially in Buffalo, we're going to start seeing a lot of that with Josh Allen going up to 40 million, and yeah. Um, quarterback envy is one thing. I mean, I'm not crazy about that, but just within the AFC North.
0: Yeah. On, just just go, you know. No, it's, it's, I, I feel them. I'm with you. I get it, because we hate them so much.
1: Yeah, and I, I you know, here again, this will be the last time. This will be the last, the third and last thing, okay? But there was a. <laughs> There was a thing on—I don't know—it was a bar stool or whatever on twi- their Twitter account or whatever, where they just said Joe Burrow, super awesome, cool guy that everybody loves, and there's a there's a picture of Burrow, the big old cigar, yeah, and a something something rule the north, and I'm thinking, you know, they're a game shy, <laughs> okay, <laughs> of of making it back to the Super Bowl yeah. again, and they're still they're still trumpeting winning the
0: north you yep. Know? yep they they are well let's let's do more of this let's um, do more of this agreed yes. agreed that was a good i appreciate the question it was fair although i like it and it's clear that dk is not a fan of jfc north envy <laughs> but it's good for the soul
1: let's do it again tomorrow mode no